All right, it's been, I think it's been a million and one weeks since this uh, <laughs> young lady was joining us, but she's back from her jaunt across the country. Talking yep. travel with Sally Lucas. G'day. Hi, Mark. Nice to see you again after all this time. So I know, we, we did we do like four weeks on the phone or was it three? Um, three or four weeks? Oh, gosh. We did one it from... It was a while ago. Um, yeah, one from <laughs> Wilpina Pound. Then we did one from... Oh, where were we? Somewhere down bottom of South Australia. And so it was that long ago, you can't remember. An Esperance, maybe? Yeah, anyway. And then we had the four with uh, Barry, who's uh, taking a break now. But you are back, and I today am. we'll kind of finish off the rest of your trip. We will. And I think I left you in Albany from mm-hmm. memory. And I had virtually finished about Al- Albany, what we'd done this time. But I thought I'd better reflect and go back. Because you've got to remember it's got the wonderful National Anzac Centre there, which is a moving tribute to the heroes of World War One, both Australian and New Zealand, because the whole armada or the fleet left from Albany at World War One from New Zealand and Australians all going to that war. It's a very moving centre, like I've been to Canberra a couple of times, but the one in Albany, as I said, I, I didn't go this time, but I have been before. Definitely worth a visit. It, it's it's a very moving, got a lot of history that you may not know about that mm. I didn't, a lot I didn't know about World War One, starting from here and, and how we assisted. So just add that when you're doing Albany as well, to me, as well as a whaling museum, which we've spoken about. And also in town, they've, they've kept the old centre of Albany so you've got the original old school and the old post office and so on, and they've in prison, and they've converted them now into like little museums and galleries and everything. So that's right in the centre, and that's very easy to access, and you get lots of lovely local artists and you know information about what happened in Albany in its early days. See, I love that <coughs> when towns and centres keep a lot of their original. Um, you know, yes. architecture there. I think that's a, a big tragedy. We've lost so much in Newcastle oh, in particular. Tell me about it. Um, and know. you know, now it's just re- reliant to just photos online. But but the fact that they've kept that that is the, that's the sort of thing people are going to want to have a look at. It is, and I think the the other thing I took on board when we were driving across the country, and our son commented the same on the return journey he did back with my husband as I flew back, was how a lot of the other towns that we went through are thriving with their keeping the old part. Mm. that They haven't added in that modernity. They've kept their original townships, like even in the Leeton Murrumbidgee irrigation area, and they've all got these beautiful median strips, but they're so proud with flowers. And, and I thought, gee, Newcastle, can you come down and just take a look? <laughs> I mean, you know, you look at the disgrace of Hunter Street and so on. I mean, let's hope someday mm. we get it back to some form. But all these wonderful little towns that you go along, you know, and they've all got the lovely wide streets. They really care for their properties. They're anxious and keen to show you about their local history and what they have to offer. You know, they're really geared up and it really impressed me. I was very proud, you know, to be an Australian when I was going through a lot of these towns. Yeah, very much, very much Australiana is what you see, isn't it? Yeah, no, it was really wonderful. Anyway, we left Albany just to keep going on and we stopped at a little place called Denmark, which again is a very pretty place on a river. And you just past it, they have this pool called Green's Pool. And elephant rocks. The rock obviously, you know, got the shape of an elephant and so mm. on. Unfortunately, the trail into Elephant Rock was closed for renovations. And I had done that before, but we couldn't do it this time. But that is, if you get in there and it's open again, please. And Green's Pool, I mean, I can't show you a picture, obviously, but if you can just imagine the water's so clear, mm. you're surrounded like it's a protected but little 
swimming hole almost surrounded by rocks and it's just so beautiful and a lot of these spots were and I mean I keep saying that about everywhere we went oh gosh it was beautiful it was nice it was stunning <laughs> um, but it was very protected and it's lovely then we continued on to the giant treetops canopy walk which is just past Walpole and the walk you've got to be a little bit um if you're scared of heights, you might want to worry. It's quite a tall walk. It's 40 metres high. And the actual, the bridges do swing Oh, the a old bit. swinging bridge effect. Yep. So just be aware of that. And the, But the trees are still towering above you. Can you imagine that? So some mm. of these trees are 50 to 70 metres high. Just unbelievable. Some of the, and They're called tingle trees. I've never heard of them before. But mm. some of them are over 400 years old. Amazing, isn't it? Wow, just amazing. And you can also then come down from that and you can do an ancient empire, what they call ground walk, where you're just getting to see the, the massive buttress or the, you know, at, at the bottom of the trees, not just from the top mm. and everything that goes around it, like the prolific wildlife through our whole trip, because doing this in spring, obviously, we did it the whole month of September. Everywhere we went, the wildlife and the canola fields of gold and the just everything was just in bloom and in flower and was just, just beautiful. So it was really wonderful. We get the impression. I mean, you, you hear people say that, that that whole half of the country, there's not much there. It's, it's yeah, a, but yeah. that's really not true because there's no. every town, every spot you've been in, there's something so diversely different from the town before and region before. Yeah, exactly, Mark. And, and it is just fantastic like that. Anyway, we'll continue on. And then after we did this, we did move on to the lovely little town of Augusta. And we were in a lovely little cottage just overlooking a river called the Blackwood River. And it was just so peaceful and so beautiful. And we didn't stay in the actual Margaret River region this time. Augusta's just outside of it at the end of the Margaret River, if you like, mm. uh, the main caves way, which goes through the Margaret River region. So we thought, yeah, we'll stay there this time because it was just somewhere quieter away from the, if you like, the, the crowds. Because we were there, unfortunately, we didn't realise, we were there in school holidays. Oh, the later no. part of September was school <laughs> holidays. So mm. we were lucky we'd booked everything, to be quite honest, because everywhere was, again, like we've happened since COVID, mm. the amount of people travelling, Mark. Yeah, again, the people it's, were just everybody that would have been travelling bits and pieces along yeah. the way. Now everybody's the, the sort of the starting gunners and everyone's out there. And even the caravan parks, like if you've got a book, like if you just think you can rock up to a caravan park, particularly if you want a powered site, yeah. if you want a non-powered site, you'll probably get one. Mm -hmm. But if you want a powered site... Talking travel continuing with our travel guide, Sally Lucas, who was telling us all of the lovely places that she visited way over in the West. Uh, our next stop, Sally, uh, I believe a few lighthouses we'll run into. Well, yeah, you'll, well, at least one anyway. But this is Augusta, and it's quite near the Cape Lewin Lighthouse, which is quite famous. And also there's a lovely walk you can do, which my husband's going to do next year from Cape Natural East, which is the furthest end to the west, if you like, the lighthouse gotcha. near yeah. Dunsborough on that bottom part of the West Australian coast, and you can do a walk between the two lighthouses, and they're both famous lighthouses. So how, how long a walk in distance um, would that I be? Think it, I think they were oh, walk something like 13 or 14 kilometres a day, and I think it takes about four or five days, but what you can do, it you can do it piecemeal, like you can book, say, a, a house, as long as you've got a car, and have someone... Gotcha. And then come yeah. back. So you've still got a nice bed to come back to at night. So you're not roughing it at night. So you're doing the heavy duty. That's how I'd be day. doing it. I'm not yeah. lying. <laughs> no, well, that's, that's what he's thinking of doing mm -hmm. as well. So, yeah, so you can do that. And also in this area of um, Augusta, as I said, it's the bottom end of the Margaret River Range. There's some beautiful caves. It's a caves drive. We've done a few of them. This time we did Jewel Cave. And I didn't know until I got there, Mark. 
250 steps down, but you do it in stages because you're stopping. Mm. On the way back, you're not. Oh, so it's 250 up. Oh, my God. Yep. Uh, anyhow. All right, so here's the question. If you would have known, would mm. you have done it? Well, I found out at, at when we checked in to buy the tickets and I said, oh, look, my back's not great. My, my knee's not fantastic, you know. And he said, oh, look, we've had a lady such and such an age do this, da-da-da-da-da-da. Anyway. Uh, I, they sort of, they sort of uh, shamed you into it. Well, they said, but look, it's up to you, you know. We do do it in stages on the way down. That, But he said, on the way back, you can still take your time. But we were lucky the day that we did it. We had a very small group. Gotcha. So it didn't matter, and I was just the last one. I was the straggler. But <laughs> but um, it's the largest show cave in Western Australia, and it's got three huge chambers in it, and they've got the, what they call the longest straw stalactite, stalactite rather, and it does look like just a straw. Mm. It's, it's like a tube, and they're, they're quite unusual, and it's 5.43 metres long, but they only grow apparently at some ridiculous amount of millimetres a year, so that means that that... Mm. One, stalactites, umpteen, God knows how many years old. So it is quite fantastic. Um, and if you, you know, up to doing it, but there are other caves you can do that don't mm. have as many steps and stairs. But because this has got three chambers, it's really quite unusual and quite spectacular. So just remember that. And as I said, you've got the lighthouse to visit as well. And you can do a self-guided walk of that with, with you just get a little headphone and you stop at all the little points on the way up where they used to live and where the lighthouse keeper did that and so on. And you can actually climb again if you're mm-hmm. interested in stairs to the top of the lighthouse. So that was that was fantastic to do that. After that, we then headed off on our last leg to Perth and we went past, past a place, I don't know if you've heard of it, called Gnomesville. Someone started with one gnome, but now it's just grown and people keep adding to it. They've had to actually make it an official park because the traffic was backing up to look at all these gnomes. <laughs> so they've had to sort of make it an official park and they had to put in like road signs and different giveaways and all. Can Isn't you believe it? F- it's just funny how things start from somebody <sighs> just, I'll put that there and some, someone else comes along and then someone else and boom, it, it's a yeah. thing. And also we went to Wellington Dam, where there's this, you might have seen it, it's often been, I think, pictures of it displayed. It's got the largest mural on a dam wall. It's just this, this an Italian artist did this incredible mural, um, which is just, oh, I mean, I don't even know the depth of it, but you might know how big a dam wall mm. is, like a big dam, and it's, it's the whole thing, how he did it. He did it, I think, over about a year. Mm. And just just the most amazing mural. But we saw lots of those wonderful silo arts along the way. Gee, some of that's fantastic. And hasn't that become a thing? Uh, oh. uh, not, not even in the last ten years, a shorter time than that. But it just everywhere where there's a silo, yeah. there's just amazing. But, but how much better does it look than these horrible white concrete silos? That they're always white, right? Yeah. So once you've got them painted in these beautiful, beautiful, you know, that blends in more with your surrounding landscape rather than these horribly big white cylinders. Yeah. And, and and again, they usually sort of try and create. Um, capture the character of the region they're into, which is good. Oh, absolutely. And some of the artists, again, they're, they're just fantastic. So we then had a, a couple of weeks or three weeks in Perth and we did go to Rottnest Island this time. We eventually made it to Rottnest, the home of the quokka, <laughs> that quaint little animal. Um, and it actually comes from a, an Aboriginal name. It's a, it's a small, short-tailed wallaby, really. But when the uh, first Dutch people saw it in about the 1690s, it was mistaken by a, a rat. Mm. They thought it was a giant rat. So that's where the name Rottnest came from, because it was a Rottnest, 
which is Dutch oh, for rat's nest. Gotcha. So rat's that, nest island. Rat's <laughs> nest island. And, of course, they are cute and they are quaint. Um, you've got a ferry mm. ride you can do from, from Antle or from a port north called Hillary's Boat Harbour, um, and that's quite quick. Gets you over there in a bit over half an hour, and it's a lovely island. It's it's n- not a livable. No one lives on the island except for a few caretakers and so on. Like even the workers come over who work in the the you know the uh, sightseeing outlets and the shops and so on come over on a daily basis. Got lots of beautiful little bays you can swim in. It's about eleven kilometres to do a, a hop on hop off bus around the island, which you can just keep hopping on and off, or you can just do the whole circuit if you want to just sit on and get an idea where everything is. Mm-hmm. And you pass last all day so you then could go back and do it again think oh now I'd like to hop off here you know once you've actually done it some beautiful swimming bays um, you, it's mainly a lot of self-contained accommodation camping but there are some old cottages that they've refurbished which we stayed in which was lovely overlooking the beautiful bay pristine waters again like just lovely sea life um, so that was a lovely thing to do this time while we were there as well all right, so there's certainly a lot of planning can go into a trip like that so that you make yeah, sure you uh, yeah. score some of those really cool places. Um, and obviously, Sally, you were a long time away doing all of that, but yes, uh, yeah. anybody that's wanting a shorter trip, they will certainly be able to make the most of parts of the that yes. part of the country. Yeah, and you can certainly not have to do what we did and go all the way across, like if you wanted to fly into Perth hire a car, do a little bit of a circuit down to Esperance, around to Kalgoorlie, back to Perth, and you could either fly home or get the Indian Pacific home. You know, you've got so many options of how you can do it if you don't have that time to do the whole drive across bit and back again. Sally, are the deals, are they still simmering on the hot plate? We've got some nice warm ones there. Yeah, yeah, we've got a few actually. Um, We have been talking about the Delta and Wildlife Adventure that's going in October next year. That would be fantastic because I know that whole area in Botswana particularly, they guarantee you will see every, just about every type of African wildlife in the one spot. So it's quite an, you know, a marvellous area to visit. And because you've also got the delta, so you've got everything from the hippos, you've got your elephant, you know, you've got the whole gamut. So it really is quite a wonderful thing to do if you haven't been to to South Africa. It does a little bit into Namibia. It takes you in there and you have a little uh, stay on the Zambezi River. And the accommodation on this is based on like um, hotels, lodges and a tented camp, but like glamping. It's it's a really nice And that's the only way to camp. That is the, oh, I'm sorry, that's the only way to camp. It is. Definitely. Well, I'm glad my son and husband did the rough trip on the way home. I wasn't going to do that. Oh, don't blame you. No. Anyway, so this is really great. Do you love how we just basically judged and looked down our noses? <laughs> I know. If you actually like camping, I'm really sorry because we just start judged the buggery out of you. <laughs> yeah, look, I'm sorry too. Like I know our friends that we went with just love camping. They've done it all their life though, which I didn't. So I guess yeah. if you've done it all the time, you've grown up with it, it's what you know. But anyway, this itinerary, as I said, is beautiful. You do lots of game drives. You're doing game drives on the river, on the land, you've got walks. It's just lovely. It's got all your brekkies. It's got a couple of lunches and a few dinners included. And October next year, it's a 12-day holiday on that. So, yeah, just keep that one in mind if you're interested in that part of the world. It's really great value for money. Somewhere closer to home, though, that lovely little destination of Vanuatu, Mm. a couple of hours away. That's all it is. It's closer than Cairns. So um, people forget that. And you can get lovely seven-night packages there at the moment. The first one is you've got to book by 16 November, though. It's staying at the 
Warwick Lulagon Hotel, and it's as I said, six nights with airfares, which is great. Breakfast daily, and um, that's got you savings on that of about forty-five percent off your room rate. And the six-night package on that's under nineteen hundred. And there's another one, an adults-only resort. If you are, you know wanting to go somewhere, if you don't have kids or don't want kids to be part of your holiday, there's another seven-night package there, which is also um, from under seventeen hundred dollars. Now these are just lead-in prices. You need to check depending on your time of year. There may be a surcharge over busier periods, so just keep that in mind as well. That one includes continental breakfast daily as well, and also a two-course dinner per room per stay and two cocktails per room per stay. As as well as a lot of extra sightseeing adventures, so keep that one in mind. And not to forget, we're, we're back with the Wanaka, uh, Wanaka Air Show in New Zealand, the Warbirds over Wanaka. It was delayed, of course, through COVID. It didn't happen for a, a few years, but it, it's back bigger and better than ever, and it's a really, it's New Zealand's certain biggest aviation event. And, of course, Wanaka's just the most one of the most beautiful parts of the South Island of New Zealand near Queenstown. So... Just to let you know, that is happening again over Easter 2024 and there are packages out available already. There's actually like coach packages, self-drive packages or even there's just like the three-day package to buy for the actual air show itself if you want to do your own thing. So that's good. Um, within Australia, AAT Kings have got savings of up to 15% on over 400 tour departures at the moment, but this is um, uh, offers uh, expires soon, so you'll need to get in very quickly to get those savings. And also um, Globus Cosmos, the European tour operator who goes mainly into both Europe, but also they do go into Asia, America and South America. They do have some deals available as well. Now, these end again very soon, 10 or 11 November, but they've got some incredible discounts available if you're wanting to go in 2024 to any of those areas I just mentioned. And also Japan. There's a new brochure out uh, for Wendy Wu tours for 24.25 and to launch it they've got an offer where your partner can fly free on a selection of their tours to Japan and Southeast Asia and India or solo travellers can save 50% on their airfare so there's a range of tours to choose from and you just on that one got a book before 30 November. All right. Well, I think we've covered a lot there. That's a, a huge <laughs> pile of deals. Um, Sally, thanks. Uh, firstly, it, I hope you. I know you enjoyed your trip, but I did. Uh, back I for did. some more talking travels for the run up to Christmas. Okay. Yep, I'll be here. Thanks for listening to this podcast from Two NURFM at the University of Newcastle. You'll find them all at twonurfm.com. dot